Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is about your morning routine. Morning routine, that's right. Do you have a morning routine? Probably do, whether you're, re- you know, uh, realize it or not. That's what I'm trying to say there. And, um, what does it prepare you for? For your job, for your role in life, whatever role that is, parent, spouse, partner, solo entrepreneur, student. How does your morning routine support you in your daily activities, your daily life? And is it in such a way that it helps you maintain where you're at? Or does it help you so that you're constantly moving higher or moving more toward what you want in life, your bigger goals, your bigger aspirations, your bigger dreams? Or is it simply kind of a maintenance routine? I think that's really important to examine that time where you first wake up and what you do at that time, and what is the trajectory of those daily practices. So, do you read in the morning? A lot of people, I don't know how many people do, I have no idea. That's not the point. The point is, a lot of successful people, if you study successful people as I do, you may have discovered that many of them do read on a daily basis. And it seems many very successful people read a lot, like an hour or more a day. Tony Robbins, in one of his books, talks about the hour of power. And that is 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of meditation or reflection, and 20 minutes of reading, which I think is pretty cool. And then what are you reading? Are you reading entertainment-oriented things, like maybe magazines that are purely for entertainment? Or are you reading fiction that is just entertainment fiction? Or are you reading, and not that there's not value in that, right? It's just a matter of is that in line, in alignment with where you want to be going with your life? right because if if you want to let's say i don't know let's say you want to become a doctor well if you are reading entertainment books with all your free time well maybe your free time is maybe you're already studying to be a doctor so all your waking hours are going into learning that thing and then part of the time you just read some fiction to get your mind off it okay that's different because in that example, you're already putting most of your time toward that bigger alignment, right? What if, uh, let's say you already have a day job, okay? You're already hustling. You're already grinding your day job, nine to five, and you want financial freedom, and you're trying to figure out how to build an online business, and you want it. And with your free time every morning, when you or when you wake up, your morning routine, 
you're not spending 20 minutes reading books about how to grow an internet marketing business, or you're not watching videos about how to grow an online business. How could you squeeze that time in? How could you fit 15 minutes, 20 minutes into learning about that thing that you want to do? That's, I think, really the point of this particular discussion today because successful people figure out how to do it. Unsuccessful people and success, I realize, is subjective, right? So what success means to you could be very different from what success means to me, what could be very different from what society at large deems successful, okay? So I get that. And still, there is perhaps maybe you're not, maybe you already are successful in your own definition. So then are you done or is there more growth to be had? And then if there is more growth to be had, are you consciously reaching toward it? Do you have a plan in place? Do you have a system in place, a process, a habit, daily habit, a routine that supports that growth? on a daily basis because if not then there's this kind of many successful people have said to some in some way or another that if you're not growing you're dying right if you're trying to stay the same meanwhile everything else is expanding around us the universe is expanding the planet is expanding the population technology, everything is growing and moving forward. And if we as individuals are not, are we going to get left in the dust? The world will pass us by, so to speak. So what things do we do on a daily basis to keep up to speed in our chosen areas, right? In our the area of our interest. Now, again, this is subjective, right? You can say, well, my area of of interest is uh, pop culture. So I got to read these magazines about pop culture to stay in up to speed. That's what everybody talks about. Okay. So is that getting you to where you want to go? If it is, great. Right? If not, then why not? What could you be doing different? Are the people, everybody, if everybody's talking about this, who are the people you're hanging out with? Right? If they are consumers of pop culture and that's what you want to be too, great. If they are consumers of pop culture and you want to be something else, then how could you maybe minimize the time spent with those people? Because if that's what they're going to do when you hang out, that's what you're going to do, right? And if you want something else, then you have to find people that want that same something else and align with them and hang out with them because then you'll do that other thing. On the one hand, it's like super ridiculously obvious and simple. But when it's us as the individual living through it, it's not so simple because there's all sorts of different things that that are involved with that, right? If I'm hanging out with this group of people, and I've used this example, I'm sure, before, that all want to go out drinking and partying every night, then what are we going to do when we go out and hang out? When I hang out with those people, they're gonna we're going to go drink party. If I wanted to um, become a successful business owner, well, I'm probably not going to get be a successful business owner if I'm going out drinking every night, right? It could happen, 
Maybe I'm networking. If I'm consciously networking, I'm going out with the specific intention to network or with the specific intention of, um, you know, meeting someone to further my career or whatever. Maybe that's part of the plan. Maybe that's how I go out and meet people. Okay, cool. So there's some synergy there, right? These two things that don't necessarily have any connection, but if I'm looking for the, the overlap, maybe I can find where these two things intersect. I think there's a lot of power in that. What if you want to get in better shape and you're still trying to hang out with those people that just want to go out and drink party all the time? What's the likelihood of that overlapping? Well, oh, I'm going out dancing every night. We go to the club, we dance all night every night. That keeps me in great shape. Okay, cool. Well, there's some more synergy. That's pretty awesome. But what if what if they're all binge drinkers and you go to a bar and sit at the bar and listen to music and you don't dance? Now is it still synergy? Probably not as much, right? Because it's going to be, you're not dancing. You're not doing the, the physical part. So... I don't think these are hard and fast rules so much as it's kind of that art part of it, you know, like where's the overlap, where is the synergy, how can you do these things, and it, to what degree are they mutually exclusive, right? If I'm going to the bar every night and sitting at the bar and drinking, well, that is pretty much the opposite end of the spectrum of going to the gym and working out, because not only am I not working out physically getting an exercise, I'm also drinking something that is known to put pounds on, empty empty calories, right? Those do not digest, they do not turn into, they do digest, but they don't turn into muscle by themselves, right? It turns into just fat, stored fat. Whereas if I was drinking water and going to the bar sitting, probably wouldn't have as bad an effect on me. But if I want to get fit and in shape, I'm going to have to find a new set of friends. That's scary. And I don't want to say goodbye to my old friends. I don't want to stop hanging out with my friends, right? They're my friends. It's my tribe. It's my peeps. We have shared culture. We have shared beliefs and jokes and inside, you know, relationships and whatnot. And it, that can be very hard. So which which do I want more? Do I want to change in my life where I'm going to get in shape and have to break up or hang, stop hanging out as much with my friends? Or do I say, hey, they're still my friends. That's okay. We can still be friends. We're just not going to hang out as much because I'm going to go do this other thing. And that's where the challenge comes in, right? It's like it's not a hard decision. It's not hard to understand that basic concept. Like, hey, you go drink every night, you're going to get fat. You go to the gym and work out every day, you're going to get fit. Yeah, duh, right? But that's not – come on, friend. Using his blinker, trying to let him in. There we go. So let's do a quick public service announcement, friends. Please be sure to use your blinkers when you're on the road. It allows others to let you in. There you go, friend. Nice blinker. Thank you. And uh, creates more flow on our commutes, which makes people generally happier, I believe, and more flowing and more awesome. So you can be a part of that, and it's easy, and it's free, and it's probably the law. Go ahead and use your blinker. Blink for flow. All right. So the morning routine what kind of things are you doing? Do you even exercise in the morning? Do you do exercise your mind, body, spirit? That's kind of, I think, what I'm focused on for myself personally is I do read for 20 minutes in every morning. I read some kind of uh, generally a business type book so I can get my mindset, so I can learn new things from more experienced business owners and entrepreneurs 
and then uh, don't do the spirit as well. That that's lacking for me in my personal routine. It's gotten it's a little hard, you know. The kids wake up before I do, or the when the young one does, and he, you know, it's not like, hey, good morning, everybody. It's like, ah, <laughs> Louise, ah, practice spiritual awareness, ah, my legs, like screaming to wake up to every morning. And then I do practice, I guess I do practice. I practice being thankful that we have that little guy, regardless of the very challenging sounds that he starts the day off with. I try to practice patience and practice gratitude because he's healthy. He's not happy in the moment, but overall, he's generally happy. And I'm happy the days, which is... Uh, the majority of the time these days where Elena wakes up with him in the morning first. So I get to sleep in a little bit, 15, 30 minutes sometimes, um, sometimes more when he's waking up super early. And that's great because it used to be me staying up all night and then me waking up early with them. And um, and now Elena's schedule is kind of shifted. And so she's able to wake up and gives me an extra 15, 30 minutes of sleep in the morning. I'm super grateful for that. That's a That's a practice. I'll take it, right? practice that opportunity to practice patience and to not get frazzled because of the, the screeching sounds. Now, is that like the best, most awesome spiritual practice ever? No, you know, there's definitely room for improvement, right? And as I'm talking this through with you, I'm recognizing, okay, well, what else could I do? How else could I make more spirit-oriented time in the morning? Well, with our oldest, you know, but he first thing in the morning, he's got the headphones on. He's learning something on YouTube for Minecraft. He's Minecraft obsessed, which I don't think is entirely horrible, I'll be honest. I think it's not the greatest thing, and we do try to, you know, we keep it to a uh, time limit, and, you know, we don't let him do it all day every day. But he's definitely on the thing, and, you know, he's seven right now. So I think there's a value in his passion for it, right? Because he, it's something he really cares about, something he is self-motivated to go learn about. So his morning, he's on YouTube, he's learning how to spell more words because every time he wants to learn to look something up, what's he got to do? He's got to sign it out or ask us for help. And, you know, he might ask the first time, maybe even a second time, but then he's generally can spell it on his own. He can go type it into YouTube. He can look it up. He can watch tutorials and then goes and actually implements those things in his game. And so, yes, on the one hand, he's on these electronic devices a lot more than, you know, maybe he should be. But maybe also this is what he's maybe going to do with his life. He's very architecturally oriented, builder oriented, design with like, you know, blocks and that kind of thing. And, uh, with this video game that he plays, he can create worlds very creative, right? It's create, There's creative mode, and you can just build pretty much anything in there. And then there's tutorials and books that he has on how to do it. So it's like he's – so these are all things that, in my opinion, are – you know, could be worse. could be a lot worse. So, um, so that's his little morning routine, or at least part of it. You know, he spends a good half hour in the morning learning new Minecraft things and building on that. So – so how can I introduce spirit? So one thing I do for spirit too is um, 
And uh, when we're in the car, when I'm taking the taking him to school, I sing with him, and I sing solfege or solfeggio, which is the Italian, uh, or sorry, like European um, note method for singing. So do re mi fa so la ti do ti la so fa mi re do. This system is really cool and. Uh, I want him to learn it. It's important for me to feel like I'm teaching him solfege and music and uh, developing those skills with him early. At the same time, he's extremely stubborn. And he knows that if I'm trying to teach him something, he doesn't want to learn it because he's a punk like that sometimes, right? I want to show him this stuff and he wants to be, no, I don't want to learn it, right? So I got to be careful. I can't just like directly try to teach him stuff because then he'll not want to learn it, whatever it is. Get that from my wife, <laughs> which I can say safely here because she does not listen to this podcast. Um, you get the idea, though. I mean, it's it's all part of the fun, right? So, but at the same time, that is something that when I'm able to kind of work that in with him, I feel rewarded at a spiritual level. I do because it's like it's a very deep reason why maybe i'll talk about that on another podcast but that is one little practice i can work in and it makes me feel magical another thing that i think about it on the weekends one thing i'm uh pretty intent on doing and have been pulling off successfully for a good while now is listening to classical music and or jazz on the weekends with the boys so we're sitting around playing we're you know hanging out at home and so we've got Alexa, which is, you know, one of those automated robot things you talk to and she can play music and whatnot. So it's really convenient because I can just say, hey, Alexa, play, you know, Charlie Parker. Hey, Alexa, play some uh, Rachmaninoff. Alexa, play, you know, Bach Krause. So whatever, it, it's, you know, at the touch, of, not even the touch of the fingertips. Now it's just voice activated. And so every weekend we're listening to some really amazing music. And I feel very good when I do that. Like I'm exposing these guys to something other than just bubblegum pop music, right? That's uh, meant to be chewed up and spit out. This is stuff that's lasted for generations. Stuff that is uh, very, I don't know how to, I guess, I don't want to say deep music, but it's just got maybe different um different than what mainstream music has, I guess, in some ways. It's just music that I feel is important to share and to keep alive and uh, that I want to expose my kids to, right, to develop some kind of level of appreciation for it. So that makes me feel really good. That's something we do on the weekends, in the mornings. So, and then there's other things, like on the weekend, our morning rituals include cartoons, because I love Saturday morning cartoons, and so do the boys, and Sunday morning cartoons are pretty awesome, too. And so we do that as well. And then a lot of mornings I'll bring out the, well, on weekend mornings, I'll bring out the mats, get those on the ground, and then we wrestle around on the floor because that's super fun. So those are some morning routines. So I guess um, I'll kind of walk you through my morning routine to kind of round it up, round it off uh, here. And then you get a sense of uh, where I'm at and then where I'm going for improvement. And then you can compare and contrast, friend. So I wake up and read 20 minutes, then um, have coffee, one shot of coffee, and 
then, uh, you know, started kids and all that, spending a little bit of time with them and with Elena before she goes off to work or gets ready for her day. And then uh, a lot of mornings I do pull-ups, got a pull-up bar, so that's where I get some exercise in. Don't do it every morning, it kind of depends on how crazy the morning is. And then, um, so that's my exercise, which happens sometimes. The spirit stuff is, I think, uh, you know, the singing is probably the best spirit stuff I get going in the morning. And, um, yeah, that's about it. I'd say as far as, like, productive, and sometimes I get a little bit more reading in. Sometimes I, yeah, that's about it. Really, the morning goes kind of, kind of quick, and I take the kids to school. So I try to fit that singing in there. I think that's probably my best spiritual-type practice in the mornings. I don't have time to meditate in the traditional sense, sit quietly somewhere. It's just no quiet in the, in the house in the mornings. Just not a thing. So um, I could wake up earlier and be all crazy and do that. And I was waking up early and um, going to train jiu-jitsu super early in the morning. And that was pretty awesome. Uh, but it did also kind of kick my butt and left me kind of worn out for the day. And then it also meant I had to go to sleep a lot earlier, and I don't really like going to sleep early. Um, although last night I did pass out about 7.30, so sometimes I just get so tired I can't even do anything. Crash. Just kind of ride it till I crash. It's kind of uh, my style, to be honest. And that takes a while, but, you know, I get all these nights where I get to stay up and work on stuff. So that's part of my spiritual practice, I think, too, is staying up and working on music and whatnot. Okay, I've been rambling my uh, morning routine. Oh, and then I podcast. How could I miss that? This is definitely a mind flow and spirit flow practice for me. Gosh darn, the biggest one of all probably. This has uh, become so important for me, this podcast, because this is part of my practice. Yay, Winston figured it out right there at the buzzer. Gosh darn, guy. Um, and that's the beauty of doing things like this, I think. It's like, I don't always remember the value of this for me, right? It's like, oh, I'm doing this for the listeners. I'm doing this because for the move, for the find your flow, whatever. Like, I just lose sight of it, you know, whatever. Like, it's just a thing that I do. And then I have a moment like this where I remember like, oh, yeah, this is why I do it. It's not just good for all these outside external reasons that I believe that it's to be good for. Careful there, friend. Thank you. Um, it's also good for me personally to practice this and get this stuff out of my head and to uh, clear my head and be able to quiet the mind and tune into some kind of spiritual practice. Oh, this is my spiritual practice because it allows me to be intentional with my thought and to tune into that frequency of thought and to try to clear my ego self and allow myself to become a channel for higher vibration information to flow through and bring that to, to listeners like you. That's my intention with podcast. That is why I do it five days a week. I record, and it is important for me. And yay, thank you. Good job. Good guy. Good job, guy. So there we go. That's uh, my other one. Then I get into the office, and I've got a whole routine there, right? And uh, I'm not going to get into that. But that's kind of it, friend. I hope you have an awesome morning routine. If not, what parts could you change to make them more powerful and uh, more in line with what you want in life? Go after it, go forth and prosper, and until next time, my friend, be flowing.